Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. Hello and welcome to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. What a seven days it's been. What a 24 hours with the news. Fresh, hot off the hills of England's triumph against India. That's England's greatest ever run scorer, Alistair Cook, is set to call time on an illustrious career. Ball fast ball down the leg side. No, there's a run up mix up there. He makes it. They make it through. And Alistair Cook, raise your back proudly. You've done your country proud. Thanks to the memories, Cookie. Wonderful, wonderful career. And we will look back at part of it here on the show this evening. Also, we will reflect on another terrific test match. This time at the Aegeus Bowl, where England won the series against India. Up goes the finger. And that is a fitting end. Young Sam Curran, who's played such a significant part in this series, he has finished things off here. England have won this test match by 60 runs and wrap up the series 3-1. Mike Afton there speaking on Sky Sports. We will also have a Sri Lankan flavour for you on the show today with myself and Andrew McKenna, fresh from our journey to and from wonderful island ahead of uh, talk sports exclusive coverage of that series later this year which will of course uh, be without the services of one alistair cook you're listening to darren goff's cricket week on talk sport 2 well so much to discuss after what has been a, a truly historic week of cricket with england winning the fourth test match and taking the series against the world's number one side india and then just as we were at gathering our breath after another tremendous game of test cricket up came the news released by the ecb today that alistair cook england's uh, greatest ever test run scorer has decided to call it quits the oval uh, will be his final test match for england and and who better really to talk about that uh, than a man who's followed his career uh, throughout 
and uh, will no doubt uh, be very interesting to read in the Daily Mail tomorrow. It's Lawrence Booth. Uh, Lawrence, first off, uh, was this announcement, did it take you by surprise or, or had you heard a whisper or two over the last uh, few days, weeks or months? Well, a few of us thought that he might not last the summer, put it that way. Um, the only whisper we got of this precise announcement was about a couple of hours before it actually came out. Um, I, I, I thought he probably wouldn't play beyond this summer after the you know he's been scoring so few runs and it looks like the he's gone to the well one one many times too many really. Um, I, with the third kid coming along, I just figured that he probably wouldn't want to go to Sri Lanka, leave his wife at home with with three children, then a tour of West Indies, and really he'd have had to be up for the ashes next summer if he was going to be used on those two tours, and I, I couldn't see that the way he was playing so. I think it was the right time to go. Um, wouldn't it be great if he went off with 100 at the Oval? Uh, and it, it will cap what's been a, you know, a remarkable career. He seems to have been around forever. There was much talk about whether Alistair Cook should be given the right to determine his own future. And I think that uh, it's, it's fair and it's right that after all he's done for England, he does get to choose uh, the way that it's going to end. Uh, we all hope that he does get a score at the Oval. Um, but the, the reception that he is going to get at that ground as well, um, if you take out some of the naysayers on social media, this is a guy that at his very heart um, is an incredibly popular man uh, amongst the fans, the people that turn up and watch cricket. Um, and whatever happens, he's uh, going to get one hell of a reception, I imagine. Yeah, he absolutely will. Um I mean, I remember four years ago at the the Aegeus Bowl against against India, he uh, he walked off at lunch on forty something like that, got a, a standing ovation. He, he was in a, a, one of his low trots of form, uh, and it, it, that told you something, I think, about the affection with which he's held by most cricket fans in this country. I mean, as you say, there are naysayers on social media. Not not everyone likes the role they think he played in the demise of Kevin Peterson, for example. But but let's face it, um, we've been England have been scratching around for a an opener to replace Andrew Strauss uh, ever since he retired six years ago. Cook's been the only constant. It's not as if he's been, you know, averaging 50 or 60 in that time, but he's been doing better than the, whoever the guy is at the other end. And I saw a very interesting stat today. Um, in the tests he's opened, he's averaged, I think, 43 overall as an opener. And in those tests, or 44, in those tests, the, the three other openers in the same games have averaged 34 over that period of time. So he's been 10 runs better not just than his colleagues, but by the than the opposition batsmen. So I think that tells you something about his standing. And yeah, he he is a popular guy. He's he, he's low maintenance. He he's got very little ego for an international sportsman. He, he's very popular. I was told that the when he spoke to his teammates on the, the final evening after the, the win in Southampton the other day, he got very emotional. Cook himself was emotional, and it felt the atmosphere was pretty charged. You know, this is this is a guy who's loved by by his colleagues uh, and. I think he's one of those players who we will will realise exactly what he did for England when he goes. Um, I suspect that England won't find a, a, a you know another excellent opening partnership for a few years. Cook and Strauss were the, were the last ones that was six years ago, so he'll leave a huge hole and it'll be um, very tough to fill for whoever tries to fill it. Will he go down as a as a true great of the game? Will he go down as a true English great of the game? Yeah, I think he'll go down as an English great. Um, the, the Mail asked me today to choose my top 10 England test batsmen ever and rank them in order, which wasn't an easy task. 
and I'm sure I'll get slaughtered on social media for, for some of the decisions. But in the end, he, for me, he squeezed in purely because of the longevity. You know, he averages fewer than Jeff Boycott. He's not as elegant as David Gower. He's perhaps not as domineering as, as Graham Gooch. But this is a guy who, for what, 12 years, um, dedicated his life to England. He played 100. And, he will have played 161 tests, and 159 of those will have been consecutive. That's a world record. And that, that's staggering amounts of concentration, fitness, dedication. So I think purely for longevity, he gets in and he scored nearly three and a half thousand test runs more than the next best England player. So, you know, whichever way you look at it, he, he probably does deserve to be a great, even if he didn't always look like a great out in the middle. I, I agree. I mean, you know, if you throw in the fact that he scored pr- majority of his runs, vast majority of his runs as an opener, and I think yeah. only, only Sunil Gavaskar uh, is the other opener in the, in the top 10 run scorers of all time, and especially in England as well. I mean, opening in India, actually, some would say, is slightly easier than uh, coming down the order when the ball's spitting around. In England, that is not the case. It's very much more difficult to be an opening batsman. Um, but then if you also throw in the fact of just how much he's won, you know, how many ashes series has Alistair Cook won? Uh, you know, when we talk about footballers, whether they've reached the, the pinnacle of the game, when they could be classed as true greats, it's always, well, have they won the World Cup? Have they won the Premier League? Have they won La Liga? Well, Alistair Cook has been there and done it. He's won in India. He's won in Australia. Uh, he's won ashes, um, as many ashes as as many of those uh, other great names that you mentioned. So I think in terms of deed and accomplishment, he certainly does deserve to be up there. But, of course, England have the problem, not just uh, replacing one opener, and they've singly failed to do that in the last uh, five or six years, and they're going to have to replace two of them. Um, that's going to be incredibly difficult, isn't it? Especially when you consider that Joe Root has just decided he's not batting three. So actually, England have got to find one, two and three. That's not going to be easy. It's not. Um, I mean, the, the, the first thing to say is it's probably good news for Keaton Jennings. Um, he, he, his, his test career probably gets prolonged now. Um, I mean, he, he made a useful and not bad-looking 36 in the, in the second innings in, in Southampton. So that that almost felt to me like, you know, even before the Cook news that he'd booked his place for the Oval. I think now that Cook's gone, Jennings gets a bit, a bit of a longer run. Then looking at his opening partner, Rory Burns of Surrey, has been one of the informed players in the county championship, his team at top of the table. Uh, he, he's scored over 1,000 runs for five consecutive seasons. People talk about his unorthodox stance at the crease and no doubt if he played for England he'd be, he'd be picked apart by the, the TV analyst but the fact is he's, he's got the runs in the bank. Um, another possible outsider is Joe Denley um, who, who has played white ball cricket for England in the past he was a 2020 opener for a while uh, but Ed Smith likes the fact that he's been, his leg breaks have improved and of course England are going to Sri Lanka next and if they can get a, a top order batsman who bowls leg, I mean it sounds you laugh and it does sound uh, implausible, but but look out for Denley. I think he's a, he's an outside bet. Um, but, what about you know, Vince? Comes in. What about Vince, James well, Vince? Because I, I it, 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 well, it, do you know what? I wouldn't have a week ago either. But it, in the space <laughs> of twenty four hours, Darren Goff on this show suggested that maybe James Vince, and especially when you throw in the, the fact he's a right hander into the mix, and Mark Nicholas and uh, in, in his Crick Info column suggesting that maybe Vince could open, and I thought. Do you know what? I'd never thought of that. But he's in the squad. Um, he's obviously yeah, liked. Yeah. Uh, that right-hand-left-hand combination, maybe. Yeah, look, it's not the most ridiculous suggestion. I mean, I, I wouldn't... 
Personally, I wouldn't go too deep into the right-hand, left-hand thing. I think you pick your best 11. You don't start sort of picking a guy purely because he's right-handed. Vince's test record so far is great three times already in a, in a brief test career. So to go back to him, I, I don't think would say much about the, the batting stocks in England. He'd also be batting out of position. And I think you've got to give it to a seasoned county opener, sure. Otherwise, what is the point of county cricket? You know, you're not going to pick the guys who, who do it year in, year out. I think, I think Rory Burns probably has to be top of the list. There's Nick Gubbins at Middlesex, um, though by his own admission, he needs to improve his, his batting against spin and Sriracha up next, so that doesn't go too well for him. Um, but look, you know, these are the debates we're having now in English cricket on a regular basis. Who's going to fill those middle orders? People are getting dropped all the time. Stoneman's gone. Milan's been dropped. Jennings is on his second go. Vince has been dropped three times. Um, these things are up for grabs. And I think for, for, you know, for a next year or two, we'll still see the lower middle order bailing England out on the basis. Well, they bailed us out, or rather they bailed England out again this summer. 3-1 series win so far with one to play against the world number one. I mean, when you say it like that, Everything sounds hunky-dory. But there's, there's still that feeling that England, uh, when you consider they won all four tosses, um, they really required Sam Curran to bat themselves out of trouble on two occasions. Uh, and then, of course, Moeen Ali coming in for this, uh, this fourth test as well. Uh, it, it still doesn't seem to be... Uh, there's... It doesn't. It's. It, it is as England has been for a number of years. They're relying on individual performances, maybe four or five uh, players. But um, there's quite a few holes in that England side, and I don't think anybody is going to be getting carried away just yet. No, I agree. Um, I mean, it was it almost summed up the situation when when Joe Root switched positions mid-test in Southampton. He went from three down to four, which has always been his preferred position. The coach Trevor Bayliss wants him at three, but. Root wants four, and then Moeen Ali got pushed up from number seven to three. Johnny Bairstow went down from four to five. I mean, it was all all change. And even before the game, people were pointing out that most of the batsmen were batting out of position. So there's a sense of flux. There's a sense of, you know, throwing the cards in the air and hoping they land favourably. Um, I think if Joe Root scores, starts scoring runs again, uh, and he hasn't done in this series, then then people can bat round him. Um there is a strong lower middle order. You know, Best, though, I hope, comes to terms with the fact that he doesn't have the gloves at the time being. Butler look, suddenly looks a test batsman. He seems to have got his tempo going. Stokes is knuckling down. Um, his strike rate is much lower this series, but he's he's played some important innings. And Curran, as you say, is, is a revelation. So mm. there is hope for England. But, yes, it, it's, it's a slightly sort of make-it-up-as-you-go-along approach at the moment. And because they've had the luck with the toss, you know, they won the first test by 31 runs. They won the fourth test by 60 runs. Those are pretty narrow victories, um, you know, by, by test match standards. So, you know, let's celebrate their, their win against the number one team in the world, but let, let's also acknowledge that they do have a lot of problems still to sort out. The Sri Lanka series, of course, is on Talk Sports uh, starting in uh, October. No cook, we know that now. Could it also be that we witness an England team without Jimmy Anderson as well, maybe even Stuart Broad, because there has been talk that those two might be rested. That would be an incredible situation to, to find yourselves in without Cook, Broad and Anderson for a test series. Yeah, I, I'd be surprised if both Anderson and Broad were rested for Sri Lanka. It's possible they might rest one of them. Well, of course, but, you know, both guys only play Red Bull cricket now, and there are only six tests this winter, all spread out quite nicely. It's not as if they're going to collapse in heat if they both play in Sri Lanka. I mean, the, the, the problem England have is what, what to, how do you fit all those seam bowlers in? Chris Wokes is coming back from injury, of course. 
you can't drop Sam Curran, surely. Ben Stokes is, um, you know, Joe Root's favourite. Broaden Anderson, they, you know, they had into 22 for three in the, the run chase in Southampton. They sort of imposed themselves on that, the, the start of that innings, and that, that was important. That helped Moeen Ali settle. So that, I think there are issues there. Um, Anderson looks as fit as ever. Broad, perhaps not so, but I think they both want to go through to the 2019 Ashes. That's what they've got their eye on. And then who knows what will happen after that. But one of them may be given a rest. I can't see both of them being given a rest. Lawrence, uh, really appreciate your time this evening. It'd be fascinating to see what happens at the top and the bottom of the order for England moving forward. But uh, looking forward to the column in the mail tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to weigh in on social media as well. Uh, but appreciate your time. Appreciate your time. That's uh, Lawrence Booth, cricket writer at the Daily Mail. Uh, and thanks to him for joining us. You're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. You're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2 with me, John Norman. Darren Goff, not part of the show this week. He'll be back next. Uh, but we're all really reeling uh, and digesting news that uh, Alistair Cook uh, will soon be the former England. Uh, opener. He's uh, going to have played 161 test matches by the time he calls it a day. The Oval will be the scene, as it has been for many greats uh, of the game, of the final uh, test match played by Alistair Cook. And uh, joining us now is a man who played alongside him and under him, actually, uh, at um, in India a couple of years ago. And uh, no doubt has designs to get back into the England setup. It's uh, Northants Ben Duckham. Pleased to say, joins us now. Uh, ben, thanks for joining us on the show. Hope you're well. Yeah, very well, thank you. Pleasure to be on. 
Uh, so uh, you, like everyone else, I suppose, surprised by the decision or the, the news today that uh, Alistair Cook has decided to call it a day. I mean, where do you rate him in the greats? You must have uh, grown up watching him bat. I mean, can you even remember a time before Alistair Cook? Um, well, I think his runs speak for himself, really. I don't think, you know, well, first of all, leading run scorer in England. So, you know, he's, he's, he is the best test cricketer England's had. So, um you know, just for me, it was a pleasure to be able to say, you know, in years to come that I, I opened the batting with him. And, you know, what a bloke. I think the messages um, that people have put put out today just show, I think, the, the bloke he was on and off the field. What What is he like to play with in that England setup? What's he like to walk out onto a test ground alongside Alistair Cook? Yeah, it's pretty special. I mean, I was just completely, I was very surprised about how calm he was. You know, obviously he was coming towards the end of his captaincy when, when I played with him. But, you know, off the field and sort of even on the pitch, he didn't really change too much. Um, he was so easy to speak to. Um, you know, when we got back to the hotel, he was very lighthearted, you know, joking around. Um, yeah, he's just a pretty special bloke. Um, it's um, as a captain. I mean, you were there for the end of his captaincy. Uh, it did look like the tolls of uh, of fatherhood and uh, and the pressure of being captain that finally got to him. Um, do you think was there any indication within the game itself that maybe uh, his time as a batsman was coming to an end? Oh, I don't know really. I think the the thing with Chef is, I think you know when people are on his back and stuff, he always had that innings in him that. You know, just people said, oh, you know, he's still got it. And he got 100 in the first test in India. And I think, um, you know, everyone just always believed that there was going to be a knock in him, which, in, you know, when he does bat for a day, two days, it's it's always a match-winning um, performance. So, you know, like I said, I only played a couple of games with him. But, um, you know, he was still so experienced. And the way that he played the spin out there, um, you know, great to learn off. Absolutely. I mean, if someone who has played professional cricket for a number of years yourself, it, it, it must be a marvel to look at a guy like Alistair Cook and just try and think to yourself, how can you have churned out the runs day in, day out for so many years? It mu he must have had such an incredible drive to, uh, to, to, to achieve something like that for such a long period of time. And uh, Lawrence Booth, Daily Mail cricket writer, early on in the show saying... That actually could be one of the reasons he goes down as a true great, his ability uh, to, to just do it for so many years. The longevity, uh, it, it's a surprise, I suppose, that uh, it didn't take it out of him earlier uh, than what we've seen. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, the, the real special thing is being an opening batsman in England, the amount of years that he's performed, because you've seen over the last couple of years the amount of guys who have sort of come and gone who have really struggled in those conditions. You know, and this is a man that's done it for, for 10 years and longer. Um, so, no, it's pretty special. Obviously, I went to Stowe School and he went to Bedford uh, when he was younger. And I see when I go there, um, you know, the, the amount of hundreds he scored when he was at school. So I think it's just something that he's, he's done since, since he was probably about 10 years old is just scoring hundreds. And I think that's why he's had so much success. So what about yourself then, Ben? Um, obviously a big move uh, coming up for you. You're going to be, uh, you signed a three-year deal with Nottinghamshire. Is that with an eye on a return to England? It's, uh, Nottinghamshire has obviously provided uh, many players with the route to international colours and with uh, the fact that uh, there are 
quite a few gaps opening up at the top of the order for England. I mean, they're looking for a one, two and three, possibly a five. Um, this must be something that's, uh, that's in your mind. Was that one of the reasons why you've decided to make that move? I mean, yeah, yes, I know. I mean, the reason why I moved was it just felt right. Um, the last couple of years have been pretty tough for the whole squad at North Hans. And, you know, I, I gave it a crack and signed an extra couple of years um, two years ago. But it just felt like the right time to go. And, um, you know, it'd be great to work under Pete Moores. You know, Knotts have got some great um, experienced players that I can feed off. But I'm not going to look too far ahead at all. Um, you know, first of all, I just want to try and perform for Knotts and um, try and try and get back to scoring runs. And, you know, if, if there was a call again in the future, you know, that'd be great. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, Ben, I really appreciate you joining us on the show this week. And, uh, yeah, go well with the move. Obviously, there's still uh, part of the season to come um, uh, this year with, with North Ants. But uh, it'll be really interesting to see how you go there. And, uh, obviously, see if you're in the shake-up when it comes to uh, Sri Lanka and uh, West Indies and beyond. Oh, thank you very much, mate. Good to speak to you. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.